This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 30. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say. Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture. Goodfellas, one impatient minute at a time. I'm Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. He just he has a place to go. He's not impatient. He's got to <laughs> be somewhere. And this minute begins with Karen telling Henry to drink some coffee to wake up. And that's on their first stage. And it ends. 
with Henry standing them up on their second date in the I'll same restaurant at the same booth. That's my yeah. thing. Who goes to the same restaurant? Like that's, I mean, they're in New York. They're in New York City. There are there are tons of restaurants all around the the Brooklyn and Queens area. Why do they go to the exact same spot? They know the waiter Joe. They know uh, Joe. Joe's gonna take care of him. And Lord knows, Lord knows the bamboo lounge is gone, right? Henry's got a meeting to go to. Of course, I think she's being she's being uh, considerate with the coffee. She's like, so, you want to be awake for that. This episode is notable because we get our first voiceover that is not Henry. Um, yes. Got emotional about it for a second there. It's Karen doing the voiceover. And Karen, who is Karen, Ron? Just real quick. Uh, Karen is uh, the character Karen Hill, who goes on to be Henry's wife, is played by Lorraine Bracco. And we'll learn more about Karen on Monday's episode, but let's talk about, about Lorraine Bracco. All right. She uh, is, was born in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, uh, but ended up growing up in Westbury, uh, New York, on Long Island. So she is very authentic to the part. Westbury. Uh, her mother was no. English and met her father in World War II. Did I do it wrong? Uh, no one says... Anyway, go on. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You got, you got a lot of work to do. It's Westbury. So go on. Uh, Lorraine uh, speaks English, Italian, and French because she, her father was an Italian speaker. Her, obviously, she spoke English, and she spent uh, her younger days in France as a model. And uh, this was her breakout role. She did a lot of small roles up until this point. But at, at the age of 35, uh, in Goodfellas was her breakout. And she was nominated for an Oscar for this, for this part. And you probably know her from The Sopranos, where she went in to audition for Carmela but got Dr. Melfi instead. And uh, notably, she was married to Edward James Olmos and was in a 12-year relationship with Harvey Keitel that had produced a daughter. So uh, she's a... Uh, Fairly well-known actress at this, point, uh, this time, late in the game. She's 60 years old. I did not know that she was married to those people. Yeah, no. Was Can you just imagine just being in that room all day with Edward James almost just saying some nonsense that's supposed to mean something and then not saying anything? Then, Sorry, that, that might just be his character. Still being bitter about uh, Don Johnson. <laughs> all right, so Karen uh, has the voice of the those little origami <laughs> swans everywhere. And she, she uh, <laughs> describes her meeting... Uh, Henry for the first time and how unimpressed with Henry she is because he was not happy to be at the date, constantly looking at his watch, constantly hurrying them through the courses and then shuffling them out of the restaurant. We'll get to that bit in a minute. <laughs> but I really loved this whole awkward scene. I loved Tommy's line, uh, we don't want to leave here like a bunch of homos stagger- oh. hobos staggering out one at a time. Yep. Now, now, so there's two things here. Tommy's, Tommy's worried about his, his, uh, how he appears to others, yes. clearly. He does not want people to look at his beverage and think that he might be Jewish. Right. That's a big thing for him. He doesn't – it would look funny on his table to have men in Shevitz. She'd probably like that. I, don't, so, I feel like he's prejudiced against Jews. The other so, thing so, is well, that – Hang on, hang on. Before, before you do okay, that, okay. We, we talked – in the bamboo lounge scene, there are bottles on the, on the table, and this, and this scene also has a bottle of anisette on the, on the table that they're having after dinner. Um, and he makes the reference to Manischewitz. And for those who don't know, Manischewitz is a kosher wine. Uh, drunk, drank by Jewish people to stay kosher. So there you go. Uh, and also, we, t- we, we talked about Anisette before, how, how hot, a bur- how much it burns you on the way down. She, she has, Diane yeah. experiences this on her. Yeah. That's nice. Now, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing to not look like hobos. They didn't, they didn't want to. Well, I guess I guess you come in as a group. You got to leave as a group. I guess you know staggering at one at a time is weird. I, I don't maybe know. it's like a maybe it's like a mob behavior. Or maybe, thing. is he worried about the girl? Is he worried about her thinking that this is a part of a setup? 
I oh. think just I think you're overthinking this. I think he just doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Uh, and he's making a joke. But I think also, as you said earlier, Josh, Tommy is very cognizant of what people think. He's very cognizant of what other people think of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he flies mm-hmm. off the handle, it's usually because he's been disrespected yeah. in front yeah. of the group. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's interesting here is that in actuality, uh, this was not a date with Tommy, a, a double date. This was a double date with Polly Jr. Oh. Well, that, this is this this goes back to to Joe Pesci's character of Tommy being a pastiche of several people. Yes. So, yeah. but the the double that they double that they went on, and the, the circumstances, at least according to Henry, are very similar. He was desperate to go out with this girl from the Five Towns, and uh, couldn't do it without a double date. So this was Polly Junior's double date that he uh, he went on with. And this at this point, Henry was twenty two, and Karen was nineteen. There you go. Um, I got to give points to Henry in this scene for paying the bill, possibly in the coolest way I've ever seen. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> like, like, the, the, like, and you go back. I think we talked in previous episodes how I adore Paulie and 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 everything he does. There are moments where I really do try to ch- uh, channel Henry, and specifically paying the bill in cash like that is just so it's so smooth. It's you know the wad of hundreds and twenties counts them out, closes the billfold, hands it off to some unseen waiter. Perfect, Joe. To Joe. Yeah, Joe. Followed, Joe. followed by the smoothest end of a date I've ever seen, where he launches Karen back up the walkway to her house. Well, that's I, a I great. Just, tra- it's a great sequence. It's, it's a, a great, great sequence. It's the, fantastic. The, the two things that happen is in that that's that's rad is that the sound of the door precedes the visual cut, yep. and then there's a like a like a transition cut in there where where the the motion is continued, but they're in a different place. But there's also a sound that precedes that, yeah. and then he literally shoves her away. I, I it's it's so you know uh, he doesn't shove her away but he kind of gently nudges her and he ha- and it hangs there I'm, for a minute like if good- I'm her that's a shove yeah and it, and yeah. It, he ha- his hand hangs there like it's a goodbye as he spins on his heel and is gone yeah now did he did he drop three three hundred dollar bill a uh, three hundred dollar bills into that that uh, bill the the bill I don't no, know if they're hundreds say, they might be twenties well let's just say they were tens and yeah. it was thirty dollars in nineteen sixty whatever. That's still a pretty big bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I rewound it a few times to try to figure out what denomination. I couldn't tell. But because he seemed to have only hundreds in his wad. Yeah. But well, if, it was, if it was if it was $300, that's a $2,100 dinner bill. Which I'm fairly certain they're 20s. I'm watching it right now, and I'm, and I'm trying to do it in slow motion. And I'm fairly certain it's 20s. All right. That seems more Well, right. yeah. You know, there's other, another movie taught me. Uh, yeah. Al Pacino said a wise guy keeps a beaner on the outside. Yeah. On top. So, <laughs> on top. Yeah. yeah, I could do that movie too. By the way, <laughs> so um, can, it's it, this is a very interesting. I love that they hold this shot. This uh, we talked about it yesterday. This sort of the Last Supper esque shot, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. sort of the frame device for this for this scene, and it, it just makes it all the more awkward when you see them uh, how spread apart they were. Yeah. Um, so, quick word on Diane, the actress who played Diane. Uh, let me let me get to my note. Hopefully here. she's not listening. She's she's the broad, right? She's yeah, the broad from the broad. While, while you're pulling up your notes, I will note that we do get to see dinner at this point, and we've got a nice bottle of Chianti on the table, the the classic Italian with the with the wood bottom half. We got a nice loaf of Italian bread. They've all got bowls of pasta in front of them. This looks like a very enjoyable meal. They should be much <laughs> fatter. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're young. Joe Pesci. They're young, and uh, the uh, the food wasn't as f- bad back then. Full yeah. of preservatives and artificial flavors and colorings and things. Yeah. That certainly helps. But yes, this I mean, is the nutrition minute on Goodfellas yeah. minute. <laughs> so Catherine Wallach played Diane, 
And Catherine Wallach. Tell me she's related. You're related to Eli Wallach. I don't. I don't know about that, but she's been steadily acting since the uh, early 1980s, up until including uh, this past year. She was in a short called Frog, um, but that had been 10 years since her last role. But she was in Gangs of New York, so so Marty brought her back for another another go around, and she was in Pollock, and Ron. She did an episode of MacGyver. Oh right, right. she played Carol on the episode of The Prodigal. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go, Catherine Wallach. Diane. Now, now to use the terminology of the young folk, I think what we're seeing here is that Henry is negging, and it's, <laughs> and it's and it's totally working. I don't think he's negging because negging. he doesn't want to be there genuinely. And if you read the read his book, he was not interested in being there. He was not interested in her. He's until- still holding the game up now, yeah. even through writing the book. Well, uh, that shows you how good that it works. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> A little. A little, fa- a little fashion note on Karen. She's wearing the same string of pearls on both nights of the dates, which gives you a sense that that's her good, her good jewelry, or her favorite. Yeah, right. I mean, she's trying to look good on this date. She's 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 giving it her best. This yeah. is the same night. We haven't skipped nights. No, no. But at the end of the scene, she's back on the second date. The second date. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 The end yeah. of the minute. Date two. Back to the same date. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Ron, think- how do you feel about the clothes in these in this minute? Oh, they look good. I mean, we're we're this is the standard issue suits, you know. Uh, Henry's got a nice uh, a nice kind of uh, olive green suit going on there. I like it. This col- his collar's not too bad, you know. When he's walking, it's actually cut quite quite trim. Yeah, yes. relative as opposed to because it seems like all the suits are, are sort of it's made. A 60, it's a sixty like, style. Yeah, yeah. He he looks a little more like the Don Draper kind of sixties in this than it does in a lot of the movie. Yeah, he's not wearing the double breasted suit you yeah. could swim in. Right. Yep. Yeah. But then again, the Delbert suit also allows you to hide a giant knife and or gun very easily. <laughs> or, 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 or more commonly, a gut. Yeah. Right. Uh, Tommy, on the other hand, is, is wearing his signature pointed collar shirt. Um, I was distracted by he's got a, he's got a, a one single diamond tie tack yeah. on his tie, which, is, which I thought was a little weird. And a black suit, which is very kind of uh, uh, formal. In this I'm going to get you one of these shirts for Christmas, Ron. I, if you can find it, dude, I, will, I want it. I want it. So. Would you say it slowed you down to when you're making your notes? That's how distracting it was. The tie tack, yeah, it pair, did actually. Yeah. Pairing for the show, you were like, oh, it took me an extra forty minutes. It I, sparkles. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Henry's smooth in this minute. Uh, the, the the two dates are great. He's 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 fulfilling uh, Tommy's uh, his promise to Tommy. Although I don't know why he agreed to that second date if he had no intention of going. But we'll find out about that. I guess. Shut next, them up. Probably next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tommy does not leave you alone. If he wants a thing from you. Because he probably so. didn't close this night. Well, yeah, that's my question. Did he end up banging the broad or not? No, because yeah. no. Yeah. Henry that's, ruined that's it. Brilliant. Yeah. Henry ruined the evening yep. by leaving early. So the girls had to leave early. He had to drop the girls off early. Yep. And he wouldn't be so hot for a second date if he did. Yep. Unless it was really good. But I'm going with no because Henry ruined but if, it. But if, if they did, so when does she drop the no going out with Italian boys alone? How when far he, when, into? When he asked her out. No, right, but I'm saying she won't go out with just him. So if they slept together... Until they get married. She, right, it's yeah. until they get married. So they're allowed to sleep together, but they cannot go out together. Listen, listen, it's, it's, it's a very complex set of rules, dating on Long Island at this time. <laughs> and he's going out, he's, he's dating outside of Catholicism, presumably... For easier access. I don't imagine he's really concerned about what the church says about his behavior. <laughs> I think maybe, or maybe, maybe it's the the allure of the other. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
So he's young. Maybe he had not he had not met any Jew boys. He's a, he's a spry forty six. Let me ask you this: <laughs> At what age uh, is someone abroad? <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think always. I don't think that's age dependent. To be honest I with think you, I hear abroad. I think it's an older it's woman. Personality okay. dependent. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> oh man, oh, I want pasta. <laughs> What else is new? <laughs> uh, my fun fact for the week is uh, just give you the fuck account because there were no fun facts for this. It was the same sequence as yesterday, so we're out of fun facts. Uh, fun fact count for today zero. Wow, zero wow. fun facts, zero fucks. Well, but wanted- for the for the week, twenty five fucks this week. Wow. So what are we at a total for the whole movie? Sixty nine. Sixty. Wow. <laughs> magic. Magic. Sixty nine. There we go. Appropriate for the date, where he's yes. trying to bang the broad, and uh, minute, so minute thirty, we're at sixty-nine fucks. That's quite a bit. That's fucks. admirable. That's admirable. That's it's nearly, a lot that's, of, it's, it's, that's that's over two a minute. Yeah, that's a lot of fucks. Yeah, so a lot of anisette left on the table. By a way. lot of anisette, he, and it, that is really his kind of signature move. It's like, yeah, well, some anisette. Bring the bottle. Yeah, and the, and the, that's his closer move, and he and got he, ruined by Henry. And because the thing is, is that well, he knew not, Henry was going to pay. You're not drinking a bottle's worth of anisette. You're having they're in those little glasses, like the little yeah. You know, yeah. It's not even just a full. It's a big bottle. Yeah, it's a big bottle. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Costco it's a gallon. <laughs> um, also, by the way, Henry got roped into this date, and now he's paying for it. Well, that's how bad. That's how much he wants out. By the way, I know, but it's just like, you know, yeah. he didn't even want to be there. Yeah, he is nagging. He's, he's playing game. <laughs> he did not care. Yep, he just did wants not. out. Like the minute itself, he gave zero fucks. He, if you're talking about a spectrum, uh, this week we talked about the spectrum of what are you most uh, motivated by, money or sex? I think the spectrum is on the sex end, you got Polly. On the money, I'm sorry, on the sex end, you got Tommy. On the other end of the money end, you got Polly. And smack in the middle is Henry, who yep. really leans more towards money. Yep. I yeah. Think. I think that's fair. His primary interest is running game on his, his money interests, not his girl interests. Yep. Well, he's, he's young. He's got to make his bones now. Priorities. It's true. Yep. Anything else in this minute? That's all I got. I want Savannah said, actually. Josh? <laughs> no. No, I don't want Anna said, and that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for a minute 30. You can tune in Monday to find out what happens after Henry stands Karen up for her second date. It's not pretty. I keep hearing the lines from that next bit in my head, and I've tried really hard not to say them in this minute. Yep. I mean, like, they're playing endlessly. (laughs) Until then, check us out on Twitter, Goodfellas Minute, and on Instagram and Facebook, at Goodfellas Minute, and you can find all our episodes at goodfellasminute.com. And to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gfm. That's where you can go uh, directly become a a monthly member. And once you do that, you, you become part of our crew, and you get a mob name. And that if, there was, if there was such a thing as a mob. There's no such thing. It's a myth. But uh, now is the time to open the books for one of our Pix- Pittsburgh Connection uh, patrons. Yes. Uh, Someone who's chosen to pledge $5 or more a month. Uh, one of the perks is that we will give you a mobster name. So, mm-hmm. Who is that person, Ron? Uh, that person is none other, than, none other than Brandon Adcock, who has uh, got a Pittsburgh Connection with Goodfellas Minute. So Brandon Adcock now gets dubbed... There was Badcock Brandon. <laughs> Badcock? Badcock Brandon. I feel like I don't feel That's like there's rough. any way we can get around riffing off fart. the last night the cock fart. Yeah. Right. Well, that could just mean he's like the, the most revered rooster. Yeah. 
That's what came out. I'm not taking it back. It's Ooh, part of the crew. Do, do we ju- do we just go another direction and then we, just, we everyone called him Rooster? Ooh. That doesn't that doesn't sound very Italian mob. No, it doesn't, but it's it's a nice way of saying <laughs> cock. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to submit Rooster. Okay. Yeah. This is tough cuz you you're it's like lay, it's like I was going to say it's laying there, but it's uh <laughs> <laughs> it's, You can't get around the cock part. Yep. Um <laughs> Listen, this guy had to get through junior high and high school. He can take whatever it is that you've got. He volunteered. That he's paying for it now. Thank you, Brandon, for this. Fuck Brandon you, balls. Uh, well, there's that there's there's a nice symmetry there that works. Brandon balls and cock. Uh, <laughs> Brandon cock and balls. It's no balls favorite. and cock. It's a little vulgar. It's a little on the vulgar <laughs> side. Balls. Yeah. It's a little on the vulgar side. It's related to Sally Balls and Cock. Uh, he lives in he's from he's from Nashville, so maybe there's something there. Okay. All right. Seems like a very nice guy. Well, the then Dixie the rooster might work then cuz that, that that evokes the south. Yeah, Brandon the rooster. The Dixie rooster. The Dixie rooster. There we go. Brandon the Dixie rooster, rooster uh, ad cock. <laughs> No, it's it, well, it's a mouthful. It was That's Brandon the, the, the Brandon the Dixie, Dixie Rooster. Yeah, there we go. Dixie Rooster. Dixie Rooster. Yeah, there we go. All right. Thank you, Brandon, for supporting us. That's what they never understood. <laughs> so Brandon got that name by going to patreon.com slash GFM and became a patron of the show. And you can do that there. And you can do it many, many levels. And we're still waiting for a commandant. If that if that doesn't put butts in seats, I don't, I don't know, know what. <laughs> go to go to patreon.com slash gfm and you can find out how you can become the commandant on the yes. show. He's the commandant. And in the meantime, if you have any questions or anything's a note, email us at contact at goodfellowsminute.com. And if you like comic books, please check out our sister site, fanboy.com, on our weekly podcast there. We with the three of us discuss the weekly comics. And also Check out our godfathers at Star Wars Minute, StarWarsMinute.com. Alex and Pete the Retailer are the originators of this format as they discuss, they've discussed all the original Star Wars films, and now they're moving on. Do we know they're moving on? Is that yeah, they are. No, it's, 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 in, it's in process. It's coming. They're moving on to the prequels. I don't know why they're doing that, but they're doing that at StarWarsMinute.com, and we appreciate them, and thanks for letting us use the format. And They were on the show a couple weeks ago, if you heard that. They were very funny. Yeah. Um, but now we've got a weekend break, guys, in, in which to <laughs> contemplate... They were really well prepared. They were better than us. So you should listen to their show because it's like that more often. (laughs) Until Monday, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. And I'm the least Italian man ever. If there was an audio equivalent of shoving someone up a driveway, that was it. (laughs) Or will I go from rags to return? My fate is up.